Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Just search The Rob O'Donnell Show. You can download us, you can listen to wherever you want, or at WILKnewsradio.com. Well, the weekend is almost here for some of us uh, by the amount of traffic that was out there today. I'd say a lot of people are taking that weekend a little early um, today. But the Labor Day weekend is here. Hopefully you make the best of it. The uh, Is it the official end of summer, Labor Day? I guess it is. The official end of summer? When's the unofficial end of summer? I guess when the temperatures start dipping into the 60s and 50s. Uh, it was interesting. We were up early again this morning. Uh, somewhere about 5.30, I believe. 6 o'clock, 5.30. And uh, my wife asked Google what the temperature was up by our house, and it was 45 degrees. Uh, she was not happy, but uh, that's uh, my sleep, my type of sleeping weather, so I, I welcome it. But it's supposed to, uh, they're calling for a heat wave by uh, mid to end of the weekend, where it'll be in the 90s come Sunday and Monday. Not a bad way to end the official end of summer. It's first day of September, September 1st here. 2023 the year's kind of uh I, I know we talked about the summer flying by this flew by that but this year is really flown by i don't know it's why we're back to i guess we're back to a normal type of uh, year after the uh couple of years of uh, mayhem we had uh, maybe it's just we're getting back to our routine so everything's moving smoothly again and uh you know kind of flying by us but it it, it is uh, we have a great show today um we have a young lady coming in the studio today at 4 o'clock with her family that uh, you, you're you not going to want to miss this. Evie, um, kind of a mix mix a Wonder Woman with a Supergirl type uh, thing, and then the story is just going to be a great start to uh, a feel-good Friday to start this weekend off. And, and that's how I posted. You can get a little glimpse or read a little bit about the story on uh on my uh, social media, you can follow me at Rob O'Donnell on Facebook or at, at O'Donnell underscore on Twitter. Get a little sneak peek of what we're going to discuss today. But I'm really looking forward to this, having this young young lady in here who's uh, overcome so much to uh, to make her own way, going her own way, and defying the odds. So it's going to be a great feel-good story after the 4 o'clock hour that uh, – that, that I think you're going to like. So I'm really looking forward to having Evie and her family in here. And again, look at a mix of a Supergirl uh, and a Wonder Woman. And I think that's what we're going to have in the studio today. So look forward to that. Plus, of course, we're going to touch on a lot of, uh, you know, the, the news stories from our area. We're going to do a little twist to Rob's rundown today in the next half, in the next uh, segment. Because, uh, you know, we're going to touch base again on this uh, newspaper issue in our area. It's not really an issue, but it will be an issue for us, uh, hopefully not too much of an issue. But if you, when we go through the story, you'll see that that there will be people affected by it. And again, you can you can agree or disagree. You know, there's obvious leanings in a, a certain journalists and writers that there are. But having a hometown newspaper, be it here, be it in Wilkesbury, you know, be it in Northeast Pennsylvania, 
is an asset to us uh, regardless of that. And again, if you look at the the specialty reporting that goes on there as far as education, as far as local sports, high school sports, youth sports, college sports, or, or high school athletes who go on to play college sports, that's all encompassed in these areas where they do a great job in covering it. And uh, hopefully it stays that way. And, you know, we're going to talk about that and break down a lot of things. Uh, and we're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about. I, I You know, I like to keep Fridays light. I like to keep Fridays, uh, you know, not kind of bog us down for the before we tune out for the weekend. And again, I'm tuning out for a long weekend this weekend, as well as a lot of you. But I will not be back till Thursday. We have uh, Sue Henry coming in on Tuesday and Wednesday, of course. You know, I'll be off on Monday. Most of us will be off on Monday. And I'll be back, hopefully refreshed, hopefully not too tired, you know, driving down to Virginia Beach um, to do some stuff around my my son and his wife's new house, do, you know, some, uh, first of all, see the new house for the first time. I've seen pictures of it. I've seen video of it. I've seen, you know, walkthroughs on FaceTime or Zoom or whatever we want to use these days. And uh, But there's a list of projects that they need good old dad to do. Being handy, you know, is a great thing. And it's interesting because me living in an, an apartment and condo, well, an apartment that turned condo in New York City my my up until I was 27, and then buying my first house when I was 27 out in Long Island, eastern Long Island, uh, really didn't have a clue of what, uh, you know, maintenance and homeowner entailed. But I really uh, kind of adapted to uh, being a homeowner very quickly very easily you know I like I worked very hard for that first house my wife and I we had our first child Gavin who's now the Navy pilot but uh you know I read a lot of books I watched a lot of videos I watched a lot of the the home shows back then it was I think it was hometown and uh you know what was the the Bob Vila show up in uh New England and, and all that stuff and to learn how to do things and you know, thankfully my neighbor was a contractor and, uh, you know, it was a good go-to reference. We became lifelong friends to this day. Our sons were the same age. Uh, and really, uh, really was a good sounding board for me next door to say, hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? You know, and when we finally got started to do things, and every month I would buy a tool. So, you know, I would set money aside, and each month I would buy a table saw. I would buy my chop miter saw. You know, I would buy a skill saw. I'd buy a sawzall. I'd buy these tools, that tools. And every month I tried to buy a, I tried to set money aside to buy a different tool to build up the thing so I could be able to do these things. And then when it came time, we slowly refurbished uh, you know, our first house. It was only one owner. It was a Levitt-style ranch out in Long Island. It was in great shape. It was move-in condition, but it needed updating. You know, it was from the 70s, the early 70s. I think it was built in 72. And, um, you know, I took it on, you know, um, exchanging all the aluminum windows for nice Anderson windows, brand new Anderson windows, Anderson door, sliding door, you know, nice Stanley steel front front and rear doors. Um, then we resided the house, then we put a new roof on the house and, and refin it, took the cabinets down. They were nice oak cabinets, but they were that old, dark walnut stain, but they were oak cabinets. So we sanded them down and uh, did like a pickled whitewash on them, changed the countertops out, um, you know, did things, took the paneling off of our family room. They had this wood paneling that was in there and, you know, buttoned up the holes in that and 
fixed it up. And, and that's how I learned, you know, trial and error doing it. And again, having a neighbor that could come in and show me how to do one window. So after that, I could do all the others myself. And it was a great uh, thing to do. And that's pretty much why I have the skill set now to build my son a dining room and his wife a dining room table, which we're going to be delivering this weekend, finishing it off down there by sanding it. And hopefully it, it transports well and doesn't get nicked up because there is no protective clear coat or polyurethane on it as of yet. We'll do that down there. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to all those things. It, it appears uh, he's going to be on the schedule to fly early next week, so my wife and I will be able to see him uh, fly in his F-18 Super Hornet. We're really looking forward to that because it'll be the first time we see him fly in this style of plane, in this platform of plane, uh, which would pretty much probably, you know, unless things change down the road, be uh, his platform for many years to come. So we're looking forward to that. Hopefully we get a little beach time in. My wife made me promise that we'd bring uh, the beach chairs and the umbrella and throw it in the truck and hopefully, you know, have time to do that as well. But I'm sure Virginia Beach is going to be very crowded, extremely crowded. Um, I'm not a big crowd person, so we'll have to play it by ear. Maybe we can find a quiet beach somewhere where there's not too many people where we could set up maybe in the afternoon and uh, spend some time on the beach, have a couple drinks, enjoy a sunset or something like that. That's more my speed. And then during the day we can help do the things we need to do around the house. But I guess that's what, uh, that's what dads do at this age when their kids are grown. My son, uh, my son and his wife are what, 27, 28. And, uh, you know, looking forward to that next chapter. Uh, it's, uh, uh, hopefully my body can take it, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, We'll see how we hold up here. You know, there were there were some things. You know, I told him to walk around the house, take pictures of things, so I knew what tools to bring down, and I can only bring so much because I'm bringing the dining room table. But uh, what's your plans for this weekend? And it's enough of, of what I'm going to do, and I'll probably uh, fill you in on how it went when I, when I come back on Thursday. And then uh, I'm here for Thursday and Friday of next week, and then Saturday I'm down in Annapolis for Navy's first home game against Wagner. So I'm looking forward to that. So... As far as resting on weekends, I don't see that in my near future anytime soon. I would this old house, that's the one. I appreciate you uh, uh the text messenger bringing that in. Norm Abrams, my first power tool. I purchased almost almost 30 years ago Milwaukee saws still work. Great, Derek. Yeah, this old house in hometown. Home hometown or home time? Hometown, I think it was. It was the the guy and the girl they weren't married or anything, but they, they did a, a lot of good projects with their houses. Uh, and I did a lot of reading. I got a lot of electrical books and, and building books and carpentry books, and I read a lot. Um, that's what I like to do. That's I'm a very hands-on learner. I'm a very hands-on um, person when it comes to doing research and learning about things. I like to read it. I like to see things in my hand. I like to touch things. Uh, you know, I'm, I like the iPads and I like the, the phones and all that, but I'm I like turning pages. Uh, you know, I, I kind of gotten used to the iPads, uh, reading stuff like that, but it's just not the same where you have the book. You just put the book there. Uh, you're outside. You're doing something during the day. The iPad, you can't really see it with the glare. You know, you're getting sawdust and stuff all over your iPad. It just doesn't work the same as having that that old school textbook type carpentry book there. Uh, and if, if you've if you've seen my house, which most of you haven't, obviously, you know, I have books on uh, winemaking, sausage making, you know, making all sorts of smoked meats and, and preserving meats and, 
canning and and because uh, you know that's I, I like to increase my skill set when it comes to things like that. I think it's useful things to have, useful things to know, and it's things I enjoy doing. And you know, doing woodworking and doing stuff like that. I make, um, you know, for a long time I was making uh, American flags, the wooden American flags. It would uh, take my mind off things. It would reduce my anxiety. I enjoyed making them. You know, I gave them to uh, some charities to raffle off and to get messages from the firemen and policemen when I did a blue line or a red line, um, you know, wooden American flag, wooden flag that, uh, you know, the messages I would get were just incredible, especially this time of year. I got to get into start doing that. I just haven't had the time to do stuff like that again. But it's something I really enjoy doing. I made, you know, the green line flags, the blue line flags, the red line flags, the yellow line flags, and, and regular American flags. Um, from the 50-star flag to the 13-colony flags to, to all that sort of thing. It's something I enjoyed. It was kind of my therapy, and uh, it worked for me. So hopefully uh, this weekend I get a little therapy in, and it's not too hot down in Virginia Beach. The weather looks like it's going to be gorgeous down there. No rain for the five days that I'm down there. And hopefully the trip down. We're going to leave early, early tomorrow, probably about 5 in the morning, take about seven hours, and hopefully we don't hit too much traffic going down. It's 322 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 325 here at the studio. Uh, like I said, we're not going to do a typical Rob's rundown today. We're going to talk more about this Time Shamrock Communications uh, newspaper sale that uh, includes the Times Tribune, the Citizen's Voice, the Republican Herald, and the Standard Speaker. And it kind of affects uh, all our headlines. So, you know, you know what Rob's rundown is. I talk about some headlines that we really won't get into during the show, but, you know, they're happening, so we should uh, be aware of them. And a lot of those come from our area media, because I like to, to portray to you guys what's going on in the area, everyone that's out there, the listeners. So uh, it was announced yesterday from the CEO, Jim Lewandowski, that... Uh, the Times Shamrock Communications sold its newspaper group to uh, publishing giant Media News Group. And uh, staff was pretty much told during a Zoom meeting that day that it was effective immediately. And like I said, it affects the four daily newspapers, the Times Tribune, the Citizen's Voice, the Republican Herald, and the Standard Speaker, as well as its weekly and uh, periodic newspapers, commercial printing operations, Absolute Distribution, Inc., and the Times Shamrock Creative Services. Included in the sale is the real estate for the printing operation in Scott Township and where publications are based in Hazleton, Pottsville, Tunkhannock, and Wilkesbury. It does not include the Times Shamrock Radio or Billboard operations or the Scranton Times building at 149 Penn Avenue in Scranton. Now, when you look into what went on during the sale, it wasn't a unanimous decision. The decision to sell the newspaper group was made by a majority of the Times Shamrock's four voting shareholders, but was not unanimous, like I said. Publisher Emeritus George V. Lynette said he declined to disclose the sale price, but expressed his immediate family's disappointment. Colorado-based media news group is owned by Alden Global Capital, an investment firm with extensive newspaper holdings, and some of the holdings in our area, in Pennsylvania, not just our area, in Pennsylvania, include the Morning Call in Allentown, the Reading Eagle, 
The Mercury in Pottstown, The Lansdale Reporter, Norristown Times-Herald, Daily Local News in Exton, and the Delaware County Daily Times. So those are some of the, the newspapers that the media news owns prior to now getting the four in our area. I wish the owners well, but it's a very sad day for my family and me, George V. Lynette said. He made those remarks on behalf of himself and his children, George V. Lynette Jr., Sheila Stallman, Jerry, Jimmy Lynette, and Sharon Lynette. Time Shamrock nine-member board of directors voted unanimously to recommend the sale of the four voting shareholders, the majority of whom approved it, Board Chairman Bill Godspeed said. Those shareholders are George V. Lynette, William R. Lynette, Cecil Lynette, Haggerty, and Edward J. Lynette Jr. George V. Lynette opposed the sale. Godspeed called the decision a difficult for a lot of people, noting numerous headwinds facing the industry, including declining readership and circulation and advertising revenue. The former owner of the board felt somebody else would be better at keeping the newspaper asset healthy and going, they said. Now, here's where it kind of gets into the real nitty-gritty in our area as far as people's livelihoods, people you know, supporting the people in our area and their families that work for this. It says virtually all of the employees, except for a few crossover team members who serve both, both print and radio, with whom we'll be speaking to directly, the document provided to employees' notes. So Media News Group is offering employment to virtually all the employees, except for a few. So there, there will be people in our area that are losing their jobs. There will be people in our area that are not being taken over by the Media News Group. And they say it's not clear how many employees won't be offered employment. But the new owners have agreed to recognize the unions representing former Time Shanrock employees. So this is a sad time for Northeast Pennsylvania as far as local publications. Hopefully it goes on as business as usual as much as possible with an investment firm behind everything. The bottom line is money. You have to realize that. It's not about getting the news out there. It's not about serving the public. It's not about doing things. The bottom line is money. So we'll see. And hopefully it affects a little as possible of the employees um, at any of these newspapers and uh, and their families. But it appears that it, it will be affecting some of them. And uh, that's a shame because once we lose that local fabric to people telling the stories locally, um, you know, does it, it does us a disservice. It's as simple as that. And like I said, you can agree or not agree with the leanings of the journalists that are out there with the newspapers themselves and how they slant. Newspapers have their way of doing things. I mean, that's pretty much just the way it's been. But you can't paint that with a broad brush and say, good, I'm glad they're gone. I'm glad they sank. I'm, it, it is, it is a sad day for our area. So, uh, you know, our condolences go out to those who may not be being brought on to the new media group, media news group's uh, platform. And uh, we'll be monitoring the situation to see, uh, and I'm sure we'll see very quickly if things change as far as uh, 
what these publications put out for us as far as the news and information. It's uh, 3.32 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 337, 76 degrees and sunny out there. Gorgeous day today outside. I traveled down to uh, eastern Pennsylvania and back, stopped by Lehigh Valley Airport uh, to check in on some things over there. There's a lot of stories going on in that area that uh, will affect you if you're going to fly in or out of there. We're going to talk about them a little later. Um and traffic was starting to build already. <laughs> traffic was starting to build. When I was halfway down, I was like, was this a good idea today? I should have postponed this till next week uh, when people weren't trying to escape work or escape the cities early. Listen, life is about opportunities, the simple chance to do things greater or worse than we thought possible. If you pray to God or for something, does he give it to you or does he present the opportunity for you to achieve it? Life is about opportunities, the simple chance to do things greater or worse than we thought possible. If you pray to God for something, does he give it to you or present the opportunity for you to achieve it? If you love someone, is it an instant warm, fuzzy feeling or simply the opportunity to grow a lifelong relationship? If your employer gives you a job, or is it to provide you with the opportunity to grow a career? The opportunities all around us, but it's you that chooses where they lead. And that's today's uh, Rob's Feel Good Friday um, quote of the day. I, I s- saw that earlier and uh, wanted to put that out there to you guys. Uh, as far as uh, some state news in our area, Pennsylvania is considering changing the state's 2024 presidential primary to an earlier day. Although the proposed move may do little to give the state voters more say in deciding the presidential nominees. State lawmakers advanced legislation on Wednesday. The Senate came in for that special unusual session during the summer uh, to change Pennsylvania's primary from April 23rd to March 19th. But lawmakers warned they are not done deciding on a new date or considering the views of county election clerks and the national parties. The state is a premier battleground in Pennsylvania elections, but it hasn't hosted a competitive presidential primary since 2008 when Hillary Clinton pulled off a win to stay alive against Barack Obama. The leader in the delegates is the eventual winner of the year's Democratic nomination. Um, and it has to do with, uh, you know, to avoid voting over Passover. That's one of the primary concerns here. And before everybody gets out there with the conspiracy theorists about, you know, they're trying to change things. Yes, it's a drastic. Moving from April 23rd to March 19th is a drastic. But just be aware that the Senate in Pennsylvania is controlled by the GOP. So you'll have to take them on face value. And it's a a long way from being a done deal. Uh, the Senate bill sponsor has long pushed to hold Pennsylvania primary earlier before presidential candidates have all but locked down the delegates they need to win the nomination. So there's a lot of things in play here. It's something we need to monitor. Um, but Josh Shapiro, who is Jewish, said that he supports changing the date as well. Uh, so it uh, does avoid the Jewish holiday when observant Jews typically avoid the same activities they avoid on the Sabbath, such as driving, working, or using electricity. So that's one of the reasons that they're stating behind this, but I just want to update you on some stuff that happened in Harrisburg 
this week. Um, so we're aware of what's going on. Again, this is a long way from being done. The Senate has approved it. This needs to go to the House now. The fact that the governor's on board with it, we'll see what happens here in Pennsylvania. But uh, is it is it too late now to try and be doing it for 2024? I mean, they're talking about moving it to March. That's only, what, five months? Six months? Six months if you don't include September. So, uh, you know, we'll see there where this goes, and we'll monitor it, and we'll keep you informed about it. It is uh, 341 here at WILK. Jack, I'll get to you as soon as we get back from the, the break. Uh, we'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 344 here at the station, 76 degrees and sunny. Uh, somebody texted in, uh, my only concern about the change in the primary date is our March weather. We can have some uh, whopper ice and snowstorms in March. Pat from Mountaintop, you're absolutely correct. Maybe uh, contact your state legislator and let them know that that's a concern of yours. That should be a concern of theirs as well. Somebody said, Rob, my wife is on the way to the doctor for me and... Uh, she said traffic by the mall is a mess due to a very large accident. Derek, I uh, appreciate the update, Derek. Uh, which mall is that? Was a, the uh, There's several <laughs> in our area. If you can uh, text back which mall that is in the area of. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, Jack from Pittston on the sale of the Citizen's Voice. Jack. Jack, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks you. for taking my call, Rob. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. Okay. <clears throat> I just want, excuse me, the sale of the Times, uh, the Scranton Times Tribune. Um, very sad day. I think for one of the last local uh, newspapers, family-owned in this area, maybe in Pennsylvania. I don't know how many are left, but um, at one time there was two major papers in Scranton. There was the Scranton Times and the Scranton Tribune, and I believe – Back in the 80s, the Times, Scranton Times, bought the Scranton Tribune, and that was a local family. So I, I'm very surprised at how it was done. From what I knew about the Lina family, they were always committed to the community, and this is a, this is a shock to the community. Rob, did you say that eight of the the majority of the Lina family voted to sell the paper? Um, the Shareholders, were, I mean, they, they were the, the, the line said that I, yeah, I believe the, the, were still the, board, the owners. The board of directors were, were unanimous. It was uh, one of the family members didn't agree with the sale. Okay. I, I think it was senior, the, the, the father. Yeah, yeah, because that's a, that's a blow to the community. And uh, I understand the challenges that the newspaper industry has, but, but wow, um, I don't know. I don't know where paper print is going in the future, but – Surprised at the way it was done. Well, you know? with an investment firm behind it now, you know, money's going to be the bottom line. Hopefully, hopefully, I mean, they, they, I did list the other newspapers in Pennsylvania that they manage, and they seem to be still, they seem to be doing the same that they were doing. Uh, it is unfortunate for those employees that may not be offered employment. Uh, we're not sure who that affects, but just the mere fact that how the staff was told, you know, during a Zoom yeah. meeting that day, hey, this is effective immediately, like now. Uh, you wouldn't you expect could, that. From, no, yeah. You wouldn't expect that from a family-owned business. You wouldn't expect that. That's just like corporate America, the kind of nonsense they do. So it's, it's, it is surprising and sad, as you said earlier. 
Yeah, and, and like I said, it doesn't matter, you know, how you – I mean, I don't like all the articles that they write either. I, don't, I mean, I'm not supposed to. You're not supposed to like all the articles they like. But it is uh, that local flavor of things from our area. And, it, you know, if you we all know a lot of the reporters that work there. I've dealt with them, you know, as far as the sports, as far as the education and such like that, and the news reporters, the crime reporters. And they, they do do a good job. Of, of what they do and it is they do come from this area most of them so it, right it, it, and it's local news local area and you know i want to commend you for covering it on the radio because we kind of got away from that we stepped away from that i think at wilk for a while and you you touching base back and bringing it back and that's great but the newspaper rob i a lot of people don't read newspapers for some reason i don't get what i get reading the physical paper that i get online i just don't i, I i'd rather read a the paper i don't know how about you yeah i i like the physical paper myself now i i do get the digital version i do use the digital version it's easier for me to transport it to to my show schedule and such like that but yeah i've always liked to physically put the paper in front of me each morning and flip the pages and read through all the stories because even in the online version there's there all their stories aren't there um, there, no. there are the little little local clippets or little things that they might not think worthy of their internet platform that are in the newspaper itself that some of them I like to read. Well, that's what I don't understand, Rob. Are those little clippets? Does that transcend to the attention span of our readers and our society today as a whole? I don't understand that. That people don't have an attention span to read a whole article. That that's a phenomenon nationwide, and and media media as a whole knows that they know people read the headline and maybe the first two sentences, and that's it. And that's why these headlines are so misleading lately. And and, and editors should really be held accountable to blame. I don't I don't really point the finger at the the writers, the journalists themselves, because they have little say on what's actually put in that headline when it's put out there. Oh, you're right. You're definitely right. It, it goes before those committees and boards and. And yeah, Jack, I got to go to the Bloomberg Minute. I appreciate you. Okay. Thank you. It's time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. Money Minute. Just minutes ago, ahead of the closing bell and stocks are on track to end the day mixed. You're with the Rob O'Donnell show here on WILK News Radio. It's 354 here on this Friday before Labor Day weekend, 76 degrees and sunny outside. Uh, That traffic back up for the mall is up by the, the Dixon City Mall. Uh, the Viewmont Mall area, and it's encompassing 81 and that whole area, that whole interchange there is all backed up. I just looked at it in the traffic app, and there's a lot of red going on over there. Um, got another text message in. As for the Scranton Times selling their newspaper, I've been a subscriber for approximately 25 years, and it, as it normally goes with these acquisitions, etc. There are cost-cutting effects as far as the positions eliminated, price increases, layoffs, etc. Also, they did away with Monday home delivery newspaper. It's only online now without decreasing the price. So if the new owners raise the price, I'm canceling my subscription immediately. And that's how you respond to those types of things. Hopefully they don't go down that path, but with an investment firm in charge, you don't know what direction you're going to go in. You have to assume it's going to be uh, bottom line, um, financially, is going to be their issue. Uh, when the afternoon newspaper went from afternoon to morning, that was the beginning of the end. The Internet came along and the newspapers uh, put the newspapers to death. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll have to see. Now, uh, they were talking about the airports here. 
in our area, actually nationally, with the travel. But uh, good news, but not great news for our area here at, at our air, airport here in Avoca, that departures increased in July but lagged behind last year. So they're doing better. They had a 6% increase from June, but not as good as last year. And can you account to that being the charge change of the routes they have? Now, they say the uptick is a good sign, and they're, they're, they're claiming that American Airlines' decision two weeks ago to fly larger seating capacity planes to Charlotte, North Carolina, which is a major hub, and United Airlines also increasing capacity on flights to Newark, New Jersey, from 50-seat planes to 70 and 76-seat planes. Both American continue to add seats to the market, from what they're saying. In other business, the board approved a lease modification that will allow Marywood University to move its flight training school to the Aviation Technologies Building at the airport from its current location at the Wyoming Valley Airport. That's always a great thing. Associate Professor at Marywood Schools of Business and Global Innovation said the new location is more modern and will allow the university to better accommodate students in the program, which has grown significantly in the past few years. We've normally had between 15 and 20 students. Now we have 60 enrolled. We decided the best thing to do was establish a new relationship with a flight school that was really outfitted with the latest technology. That's, that's always a great thing. Like I said, you know, I grew up in, and lived 27 years next to, right next to LaGuardia Airport. I was literally across the street from LaGuardia Airport. Uh, spent a lot of time at LaGuardia Airport as kids. The kids in my neighborhood, uh, you wouldn't imagine the access we had living there. We actually played tag in the airport, which is probably kind of dangerous. Ended up in places that you no way should have been or no way today you would be allowed in. We literally used to go up to the weather station in the tower and uh, have them print us out the airplane weather because it was cool. It was one of those... You know, real sophisticated radar maps that you could get nowhere else. You used to bring it home and go, look, Mom, Dad, look what I got. Funny thing, they never ask where you got it from. Um, But as kids, we just literally walked up into the tower at LaGuardia Airport, walked in and spoke to their their weather forecast, their meteorologist that they had there at the airport. And uh, I guess to get rid of us, they'd print it out and say, here you go, kid. But never told us not to come back, so it was great. It was really interesting. But there you had LaGuardia Airport, which is a main hub, and right next to it you had the Academy of Aeronautics where mechanics, plane mechanics, ground crew, and everything went to it – was, it, was it was a technical school, and it, it really did great things, put out uh, – they were, they were nationally renowned, the Academy of Aeronautics. And even the Board of Education changed one of the high schools in the area, not too far from the airport, to uh, Aviation High School, it was called. It was a New York City Board of Education high school that had a technical expertise on pre-plane mechanics, fueling, everything to do with with aviation. And they kind of weeded the the kids, the, the guys and gals that wanted and were interested in those fields. And then they offered them scholarships to something like the Academy of Aeronautics or other trade schools that were out there that specialized in that. Because being in that airport with LaGuardia Airport, Kennedy Airport, Newark not too far, MacArthur Airport, and we had airports all over the place in, in New York City. It was, uh, they knew the need was there, and they did things to promote that. And it would be great to see, you know, something like the, the colleges in our area, the trade schools in our area, to put something at the airport here.
very similar, like to the Academy of Aeronautics. So uh, hopefully it's moving forward. I would also like to see the airport locally get some more weekend, long weekend destinations like we talk about in Nashville, you know, some some Gulf Coast and Florida. And uh, some Las Vegas trips would be nice coming out of our airport here in Avoca. It's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. We'll be back after these messages. <laughs> 